Hello everyone! Tonight we're reading Maddie, her amazing flying machine, and the pupperlings of Happiness Island, an original story by me, Adam Orton. This is one of my favorite stories because it's about flying. When I was 10 years old, I once tried to build my very own plane. In my imagination, it could fly, and I'd go everywhere in it. In this story, you'll meet Maddie, who also builds her own plane. Only difference is, hers actually flies. So get cozy, grab a blanket and a pillow, and sit back and relax with us. This is Fantastic Tales. It was a sunny fall day. Maddie, a 10-year-old, was in her backyard with her pet parakeet named Roger. Maddie would let Roger fly around twice a day for exercise. She never worried that he'd fly away, as she told herself that if he ever left, he'd come back eventually. Roger loved flying around outside and eating the seeds Maddie would throw on her backyard deck. This was a great life for a pet bird. Maddie's mother called her inside. She seemed frustrated. Maddie could tell when her mother wasn't happy, which was very rare. Her father left the room without talking as Maddie walked in. Maddie, please stay inside right now. I don't want Roger to fly away, her mom warned. Maddie had explained this to her multiple times. If Roger were to fly away, he'd always come home. Now probably wasn't a good time to argue with her. So she took Roger downstairs into her bedroom. Maddie had homework to do, so it was probably good that she went inside anyways. Maddie liked doing schoolwork, especially science and math. She didn't have any brothers or sisters, so sometimes she got bored, even with Roger as her companion. Her parents would often play with her and take her places, but sometimes they became bored too. Maddie decided not to do her homework and instead looked at a video on YouTube. The video was about how birds fly. The air would sweep around the curve wing in such a way that it created a high pressure zone when flapping. That high pressure zone would cause lift and would push the wing up, giving the bird the ability to fly. Maddie loved watching videos like this. She loved learning how things work, and she kept a notebook by her bed that she'd scribble illustrations and notes on. Right now, she drew the shape of an airplane wing with arrows indicating where the air would flow over the wing. After the video, she finished her homework in 20 minutes. She was bored again. After feeding Roger, she went upstairs to see her mother and father. Hi, Mom, she said. What are you doing? Her mother was sitting at the kitchen table looking at mail. Trying to figure out a few things, she replied. She did not seem happy. Do you want to go for a walk? Maddie asked. I would love to, sweetie, but right now I've got to do this, she replied. Why don't you call Sam? That was a good idea, thought Maddie. Her best friend Sam, or Samantha, lived a few blocks away, but she was on vacation with her parents. Maddie knew her mother knew this, but maybe she was too preoccupied with her work to remember. Maddie then noticed her father wasn't in the room either. Where's dad? she asked. Honey, I'm sorry, I have to figure this out, Mom said impatiently. Maddie noticed her parents would often get cranky after dealing with bills, or when they had both talked about their jobs. This was not a time to bother her mother. She went back to her room and called Samantha. She knew her friend wouldn't answer, but figured if she called, maybe they'd magically return. Nope. Maddie picked up her notebook and looked at the wing design she had just sketched. That's when she got an idea. In her craft drawer, 
she pulled out a bunch of popsicle sticks, glue, and a small knife and paint. She sorted out the popsicle sticks based on size. For the past three years, her mother had saved every popsicle stick from every popsicle Maddie had ever eaten. Her mother said that they would make great items to craft with one day. Maddie finally had a use for them. Cutting the popsicle sticks, she attached them one to another with glue and held it together with tape while the glue dried. For the wing, she took a piece of styrofoam she found in the garbage from a package her father got in the mail. Being very careful, she used the model knife to carve out two wings, using the design she saw in the YouTube video. It took nearly three hours to do this part, but the wings she made were perfect, and the popsicle sticks were close to being fully dried. She picked up the aircraft and taped the wings on it. It was a real live miniature airplane. After the glue dried, she balanced the model on the center of its wings and used a few pennies to make sure it stayed perfectly aligned. She didn't know if she was doing this right, but she tried her best to copy what she had seen people do in previous videos. After two hours of waiting for the glue to finally dry, her plane was finished. It was time to test it. Outside, she stood at the edge of her backyard deck. It was a good eight feet high, so this gave Maddie plenty of height from which to launch her plane. She waited until the wind stopped blowing, then gently tossed her plane into the air. It flew beautifully. Since it didn't have any kind of engine or propeller, it eventually landed after doing circles in her backyard. But it stayed in the air. It was amazing. Maddie picked up the plane and flew it five more times. She was very excited and had to show this to her parents. She ran inside with the plane, noticing both her parents were talking again and were still in a really bad mood. Maybe this would cheer them up, she thought. Mom, Dad, I built an airplane that... Maddie started. That's great, hon, but we're talking, her father interrupted. Maddie's mom didn't say anything. That was it. No, Maddie screamed. You need to listen to me. All day you've been in a bad mood and have been telling me to go away or be quiet. But right now I made it. Maddie's mom interrupted her. Maddie hated being interrupted and tried hard not to do it to others. Maddie, go to your room right now. I'm not going to tell you again, her mother ordered. Maddie knew arguing was futile. She felt her eyes welling up with tears, but didn't want her parents to see her cry. She wasn't sad. She was mad. And she often cried when she was mad, and that frustrated her because she thought it made her look sad. She wanted to look mad, not sad. She stomped her way downstairs. In her room, she sat on her bed and cried. She remembered how her dad used to make pancakes on the weekend, and how he hadn't done that in over a month. She hadn't really realized that until now. She heard a knock at the door. Come in, Maddie said. Her parents came inside. This time they didn't seem mad at her. They apologized for how they had acted, and it made Maddie feel a little bit better. But then they kept talking. It was a lot of information. So much information she couldn't keep track of it, and she noticed her feelings were strange. It was a type of confusion, but with disappointment. It was something she wasn't used to feeling, and it made it difficult for her to understand what her parents were actually saying. Her father continued on, using a very soft, gentle voice that she wasn't used to hearing from her father. He usually was very nice to her, except during days where he and mom were in a bad mood, but this was a gentle, soothing voice she hadn't heard before. It felt comforting, but Maddie wondered why her father was trying to be so comforting. Maddie was too fixated on his voice to really comprehend what he was saying. Are you okay? Tell me what you're thinking, father asked. Whatever you want to say is fine. Maddie thought for a moment and replied, Can I go to sleep now? I think I'm tired. Her parents looked at her like they had no answer. After looking at one another for cues, the both stood up. Sure, honey, you can go to sleep. If you want, 
come get us and we can talk anytime, said either her mother or father. Maddie wasn't really listening. Thirty minutes later, the sun had set and Maddie looked out her bedroom window. She kept trying to understand what her parents had been talking about. At least they seemed to not be mad anymore, and that was good, she decided. But something still did not feel right. Slowly, their conversation started coming back to her, and she didn't like what she was remembering or what it meant. More and more, she realized that the conversation her parents just had with her made her sad. She didn't want to be sad. That's when she had another idea. Using her notebook, she made sketches of another airplane. This one looked different and involved various parts from various machines and parts in her father's garage. A lawnmower, power drills, leaf blower, ladder, lawn chair. Those were just a few of the many objects she drew as a part of her plan. She grabbed all the pieces as fast as she could and began to assemble them together. She knew how to use all of her father's tool and made quick work of the pieces. Soon, her machine was ready. It was time to pack. In her room, she got a warm bomber-style jacket her mom brought her last fall. She also put some snacks and sweet treats in a small backpack, as well as a flashlight, compass, GPS, her father and her would go geocaching during the summer, and goggles she wore when building. It all fit in the bag nicely. Maddie walked upstairs to make sure her parents were asleep. Dad was asleep on the couch with some late-night TV show on, and Mother was in her room, snoring loudly. Maddie decided now was the time. She opened the garage door and pushed her machine out into the quiet residential street. It was late at night, and the street was completely clear. She started the engine, and as it roared to life, Maddie felt happy again. She knew this emotion well and was glad she was having feelings that she could easily recognize again. Not like the weird one she had when her parents talked to her earlier. The machine started rolling forward slowly. As she pushed on the throttle, the machine increased its speed. Faster and faster it went until she pulled up on the steering column and the plane started rising in the air. She was flying. Happily, she took the plane up into the air and looked around at her neighborhood. It was absolutely beautiful. The lights from each of the homes looked like Christmas ornaments on a tree. After she finished admiring the lights, she decided to see how high her plane could fly. Up, up, up she went, and everything below her started getting smaller and smaller. She didn't know where she was going, only that she wanted to stay up in the air forever. She kept flying, admiring everything below her. It was time for a snack. She ate some jerky and chocolate, and it was the best meal she had ever had because it wasn't just about what she was eating, but the way she ate thousands of feet up in the sky in her very own flying machine. She decided she would live up here forever. She wasn't bored. She no longer had to worry about her parents being in bad moods or not playing with her, or her friend Samantha going on long vacations. This flying machine was all Maddie needed. That's when the plane started sputtering. Uh-oh. Something wasn't right. But what? Maddie frantically looked around and realized she was running low on fuel. Why hadn't she thought to bring more? She grabbed the GPS to see where she was. None of the names were working on the device, but it did show her where she was in relation to land. She had been flying over the ocean for many hours now. So many she had lost count. She knew she couldn't land on water, so she needed to find land fast. That's when she saw a giant island appear on the GPS. It was about a half mile away, so Maddie breathed a sigh of relief. As she neared the island, she started descending to get a better look at things. It was nearly sunrise, so she was able to see that area well. She found a smooth area that would work for a landing. Ten minutes later, she had landed the plane, and that's when she saw something amazing. A group of small, furry creatures approached her. 
They looked like little puppies, but walked upright and wore clothes. They were happy to see her. Greeting. I am Teddy. I am the mayor of Happiness Island, one of them said as he stepped forward. There were about eight of them, each wearing different clothes and each with different haircuts and faces. But they all looked like adorable little puppies. Happiness Island indeed, Maddie thought. Who are you guys? Maddie asked. We are the Pupperlings. We have lived on this island since the beginning of Earth's creation, Teddy explained. Come, we will introduce you to our village. The puppies took Maddie on a tour of the island, showing her where they lived and what they did for fun, which is what they always did. They always had fun. Literally, they always were doing something that was supposed to be considered fun. Everyone was always happy on Happiness Island. Maddie loved these little creatures. A bell rang out. It was from the giant clock tower in the village center. It's love time, the mayor screamed. Suddenly, all the pupperlings ran to one another and hugged and gave each other compliments. After that, they all ran towards Maddie and jumped on her, hugging her as hard as they could. Maddie loved this. My goodness, you are all so sweet, she exclaimed. What did I do to deserve this? You are simply you, Teddy explained. You don't have to do anything to deserve love. Everyone deserves love. Maddie spent the next few days in happiness. She learned about the pupperlings and their culture which was basically just always being happy and adorable. Maddie absolutely loved this place and how it made her feel. She wanted to feel happiness forever, and, as Teddy explained, if he stayed with her, she would never have to be sad again. Life would be pretty easy. That night, as she settled in to sleep in a guest house that was painted bright pink, she thought about what living here would be like. What would always being happy feel like? She was excited to find out. The next morning she woke up and found her name printed on a sign above the guest house, signifying Maddie as an official citizen of Happiness Island. She admired it for a few moments, then walked to the village center to see that the pupperlings were singing and dancing and holding hands. She joined right in and did circles with them, much like Ring Around the Rosie. Then it was time for breakfast. What was for breakfast, Maddie wondered. They all made their way to the dining hall where Maddie noticed that the menu consisted of cake, cookies, cake pops, cookie cake, and five different flavors of ice cream, one of them being birthday cake. There was vanilla, chocolate, extra chocolate. There was also vanilla, chocolate, extra chocolate, extra extra chocolate, ultra chocolate, sugar, and extra sugar sugar flavor. What a wonderful place. She sat down at the table, and, to her delight, four pupperlings hugged her and told her she looked beautiful. After eating what seemed like five pounds of cake, it was time for the midday dance again. Maddie was happy, but she wondered if these creatures ever did anything else. Not that she was complaining, because she loved everything about them, but still, she was curious. Well, she would soon get her answer. Lunch was more cake. Afternoon was more hugging and dancing, along with writing love notes to one another anonymously. Dinner was, you guessed it, cake, and afterwards was craft time. As Maddie walked back to her home, she looked behind her to notice 15 pupperlings were following her. Can I help you? She asked politely. We want to cuddle you tonight, one said excitingly. It's time for cuddle company. We take turns cuddling with each other every night. So tomorrow, you'll get 15 other cuddlers. Yay! Maddie laughed. Ha <laughs> uh, you, you aren't serious, are you? She said incredulously. We are always serious about cuddles, the group said at the exact same time. Well, is it okay if I sleep by myself tonight? She asked. 
Of course it is! Turning down Cuddle Company would normally cause us to become very sad and disappointed. Some might say depressed and anxious, perhaps mad. But since we are always happy, nothing you can say can make us sad, or mad, or depressed or anxious. Another spoke up. Yeah, thank goodness we are always happy, otherwise we might need counseling, she said with a huge grin on her face. Maddie gave them all goodnight hugs, just assuming that this is what they all did. She was correct. After 15 different hugs, then each of the 15 in the cuddle company turning to hug one another, Maddie could finally go to sleep. She flopped her tired body on the mattress in her room. To her surprise, glitter scattered everywhere along with a note that read, We love you. Maddie put the note on her nightstand and sighed. This was the first time she thought about her home. She missed it, her family, and her lovely bird Roger. There was a knock at the door. Maddie opened it as Teddy walked in. Oh, hello, Maddie, he greeted. There have been reports that you chose to forego Cuddle Company. Oh, that, yes, she answered. Sorry, I just needed some time to think. I'm still getting used to this. It's I like not having anything to worry about, and I like being happy all the time, but I, I still miss my family. Teddy walked up to her and put his arm around her. Listen, Maddie, he said. It's completely understandable to feel that way while you're still getting used to living here. Yeah, but I think I'm always going to miss my family, she mused. Actually, you won't, Teddy said. Tomorrow is your official initiation. It's where you drink the golden cappuccino. The what? She answered, deadpan. The golden cappuccino, Teddy began. Once you decide to live here with us, we remove all remaining traces of sadness you might have forever by drinking the magic drink. That is when you'll become one of us. You'll even take our physical form and become super cute, a cuddly little ball of delight. Most importantly, you'll never be sad again because you'll be physically unable to experience those feelings ever again because of the brain freeze. He smiled. Maddie hesitated. A uh, brain freeze? She asked. Yes, it changes your brain. It allows you to feel happiness for forever. Yippee! So, everyone here used to be a human? Maddie asked. Indeed. Everyone has come to this island as a way of escaping their old lives, Teddy said, giggling. People that are sad, lonely, or, you know, like most, afraid. Maddie nodded, still contemplating. Teddy looked at her. He could tell she needed some time to think. Well, I'll see you tomorrow, hopefully, he said. Teddy walked out as Maddie waved to him. The next morning, Maddie was awakened with a parade. Of course she was. The pufferlings had eight floats, each of them resembling some aspect of Maddie. One float was themed around Maddie's smile, another one her eyes, and the rest were various shades of appreciation towards her personality. Maddie sat in a ceremonial carriage, decorated with wildflower and glitter. Pufferlings sat on her shoulders, fanning her with a palm leaf they made out of construction paper. It kept blowing up her hair more than anything. The carriage carried her to the town square, where a giant throne was constructed. On a table nearby, a pupperling barista was preparing the famous golden cappuccino. As she sat up from her carriage, pupperling suddenly lifted her, body surfing style, and chanted, Brand freeze! Brand freeze! Brand freeze! Brand freeze! They passed her to the throne. Teddy held a bullhorn and made a motion for the crowd to go quiet. Pupperlings, we are all thrilled to be welcoming Maddie to our tribe. Maddie has decided to undergo the greatest journey she will ever face. Maddie will drink the golden cappuccino. The crowd, 
as if somehow possible, became even more raucous and excited. Teddy continued, I welcome you, our dearest Maddie, to the Pupperling World of Happiness Island. Prepare to experience perpetual happiness. Teddy handed the drink to Maddie. She took it in her hands, looking at the beautiful rainbow straw and the glitter mixed in with the colored glass. It was unlike anything she had ever seen before. The cappuccino itself was indeed golden, and it sparked like the brightest thing Maddie had ever seen. She held the drink to her mouth. Her thoughts returned to the conversation she had with her parents. She felt sad, but for the first time in a while, that sadness was comforting. She didn't know why. She didn't know what it meant, but all she wanted to do was be with her parents and to talk to them, to listen to them and to let herself be sad and feel things she had never experienced before. She sucked on the straw as the drink entered her mouth. The crowd kept chanting, Maddie remembered how both her parents made her feel when they were happy. And maybe, if she could be sad for a little bit, one day they'd both be more happy. She'd always have her parents, she'd realized. That's when she spit out the drink. The entire crowd gasped, but then had no choice but to react positively. They shouted with confusion and tears on their face. Truly a moment they did not understand. This isn't horrible at all, Maddie heard one of them say. Suddenly, the purpling started chanting. As they each ran back into their homes, Teddy was the only one who stayed behind. Teddy, I don't belong here, Maddie said, but I'll never forget all you have done for me. What have we done for you, dearest Maddie? Teddy asked. You made me realize that happiness isn't all this world is about. Teddy thought really hard about what Maddie said. Something looked like it clicked in his mind, like he finally understood. Is the other thing ice cream? Teddy asked sincerely. Maddie smiled. It was a lost cause. I'll be back someday. Only for a visit, but I'll be back, she consoled. I promise. The two of them shook hands and hugged. Maddie returned to her flying machine, which was now covered in streamers and glitter. She grinned. After cranking the engine, she was off into the blue yonder. Maddie's eyes popped open. She was at home in her bed, sleeping after a trip to the weirdest place she had ever seen. From the other room, she heard her father's voice. Sweetheart, get some pancakes while they're still hot. Maddie smiled. It had been a while since she had had her father's famous pancakes. Thank you for listening to Fantastic Tales. This short story, Maddie, Her Amazing Flying Machine and the Pupperlings of Happiness Island, was written by me, Adam Morton. If you like this story, please make sure to subscribe and tell your friends and family about us. We'll see you next time.